Welcome to the HCI Family of Podcasts, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We share our own original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. Join us for practitioner-oriented content around all things leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with the HCI family of podcasts. Dr. Dante Vaughn, welcome to the conversation today. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to talk about reassessing your organizational values at work. Values, congruence, work job fit, work organization fit, um, all of these um, pieces are super important to having successful teams, successful leaders, and successful organizations. And it all rests on values uh, and really understanding those first and foremost. So that's what we're going to explore and try to unpack together today. As we get started, I just wanted to briefly introduce Dr. Dante Vaughn. He is the founder and president of Lightpoint Advisors. And I know just recently has gone through some transitions professionally. Maybe you can uh, share a little bit more about that with us and give us a little bit more background and personal context. Sure. So uh, I recently transitioned from the role of chief executive officer for a company called CultureWorks, which was dedicated to helping organizations navigate what we call cultural performance management, you know, how their organizations uh, mobilize their leaders around their engagement, their interaction, their decision making. And it was born out of uh, my partners and our vision as it related to uh, operationalizing how organizations actually um, seek to define, implement, you know, manage, and ultimately improve company culture. When I say company culture, leadership culture, right? So culture works um, had a lot of success in that work and, and luckily was acquired. So um, I, I was able to then take the success and kind of um, spin off Lightpoint Advisors as a hyper-focused uh, consultancy, still in the areas of workforce management, mm -hmm. but also leaning more heavily into IO psychology and organizational mm -hmm. development, some of the things that are niche to my expertise and, and what I do. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for that background. And let's just dive on in. You know, you do an, an important work, and I really like the focus on better understanding values um, as a foundational piece. Because, I mean, when we think about successful organizations, successful uh, teams, and successful leaders, it's all built on trust in relationships. And trust and relationships are built on shared values. Um, and, you know, so we talk about trust all the time. Um, but if you, it's, it's hard to develop trust and meaningful reciprocal relationships and meaningful relationships, unless you have a clear, you know, a real clarity around values. And so, understanding what those are and being able to assess them and even reassess them is, is vital. That's not a skill set most people have, um, whether it's just like the, the grind of the day to day and people running around like crazy, trying to do every last little thing that, you know, is on their plate. Um, or maybe just you haven't 
really built or exercised that self-reflective muscle or <laughs> whatever the case may be. There's a, a variety of reasons why this doesn't often happen. And so then you find a lot of really well-meaning, well-intentioned individuals seemingly beating their head up against the wall day in and day out, not because you know they're up against other nefarious bad people, but because you have a bunch of really well-intentioned, well-meaning people all working at odds instead of working collaboratively and congruently towards the same ends because they don't even know what those ends are. Um, maybe start to frame up for us like how you can start to approach this when you're dealing with teams in that kind of a situation. John, the what we find is organizations have to first start with recognizing core values for that organization is foundational to their capacity to fulfill their purpose, their vision, their mission as an organization. It's not just the marketing exercise. It should not just be window dressing. Your core yeah. values become the framework by which everyone engages and interacts and makes decisions in the business every day. You have to start there because if you don't place that level of importance around your core values, then it's going to be difficult to do what, what I share next, which is how do you start to be intentional in ensuring that those values are actionable and then driving accountability around those core values, right? It's nice to say that these core values are important to us and we believe in, in transparency or we believe in inclusion or we believe in these things. It's another thing to actually build a system and a process around those core values because you believe they're so essential to your business. So start recognizing that becomes an important step followed by, okay, how do we make those things actionable? How do we start to put the right systems and processes in place by which we can hold one another accountable? Yeah. And the, the systems and processes, that, that's what it, what it really comes down to. Because again, I think, I mean, there are people that I think need some education and they need to learn a little bit and open, you know, expand the aperture of their understanding. No doubt that that needs to happen. Discussions, trainings, those things need to happen. But I think most people are are recognizing, you know, that they want a positive, healthy organizational culture. They understand the value of, of include, an inclusive work environment. You know, I, I think most people share some of those core values. The problem is, getting past the lip service of it, getting past the performative aspects of it to actual structural, systematic, you know, policies, practices, and procedures within the organization, that almost never happens. Um, that's like the real hard work of, of institutionalizing, you know, all of these values. Um, so we can, we can espouse great values and I, I'm all for espousing values and I'm all for having aspirational goals. But unless you can start to create mechanisms to reinforce it you're never you're just never going to get past the the aspiration yeah no doubt i mean oftentimes some of my upfront work with my clients begins with an evaluation of okay why do you exist i.e purpose where do, what do you think this existence is, is going to lead you to or where it's going to take you or your organization um or your clients or what have you okay vision okay, then what have you set out to do to ensure you realize the vision that will help you lean into that purpose? And once we clear that up, then we say, okay, what are the behavioral standards and expectations that you believe is essential for your organization 
to realize purpose, vision, mission. Now, notice I said behavioral standards and expectations. And sometimes an organization has to start from the end in mind, meaning what have you observed in all of the successes that you've experienced in your organization? What have you observed behaviorally that has led to those successes from an engagement, from an interaction, from a decision-making point of view? Because sometimes starting from the end in mind and working backwards will help you start to identify or, or synthesize thematically okay, these are, oh, wow, these are the behaviors that have led to our success. Okay, now let's classify them. And what you may find is there's a disconnect between what you thought were your core values or essential to your business versus mm -hmm. what's actually leading to your success, right? Speaking to those ideological values because you think that's what the marketplace wants to hear, you're gonna be held to that, right? So having integrity behind those values becomes essential. So let's start with what is actually driving your success. Now, if there are different additional values that you want to lean into to help really optimize or maximize your leadership culture, then we can talk about those things. But let's start from the success successes you've already experienced. Similarly, what are the behaviors you've observed that are unbecoming to your ability to realize the purpose or the vision or the mission you have for your organization? Let's talk about those as well. So once we, sometimes working backwards is it helps in starting to get the right language. Now, once we get some clarity around that, then it's okay. What does it actually mean to show up that way in the organization? What are the examples that are indicative of your embodiment or your leader's embodiment of those core values? Let's be really clear because the more prescriptive we are, the more we can now look at points of integration and your mm -hmm. other standards within the business from your job descriptions all the way to your interview protocols and, and the line of questioning you have around the validation of their capacity to exhibit those behaviors that tie to your values all the way down to your performance reviews. All of these become systematic integration points where you can say my core values matter to the extent that I've ingrained them into how I measure not only my organization's success, but your success and your capacity, regardless of your technical aptitude, there's a there's a measure of the embodiment of these values as essential to our business's success. And again, it, it's it's just recognizing that we have to fundamentally take a good long hard look at what those values are and if they align. Um, and I think we all kind of have the assumption that they do. And and to your point, if you really take that long, hard look, you start to notice that they don't. Like th there's just misalignment and there's all sorts of energy and activities and resources that are going towards things that don't fit with your core purpose or your mission or, or your foundational values at all, um, which means you either need to pivot and redirect or you need to like actually shift what your core values are so they're in better alignment um, or maybe a combination, right? And so all of that, I, I think is really well stated and, and just so essential as we as we try to run effective teams. I, culture will happen, um, you know, if, if we're not intentional about it, it will just organically emerge anytime you get more than a couple people together, a culture will start to develop. And so even the smallest founding team will have a culture develop. And if you're not really intentional about what you want that to be and the core values driving that culture, it will happen to you instead of you being able to shape what you want and having, you know, that healthy type of culture that most people say that they do want. 
um, all of a sudden you you get you get past the founding team. It's one thing when you're a small little group and 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 you can just hash things out and have conversations. And now you have a dozen people, two dozen people, fifty, a hundred, a thousand plus people, and you can't do that anymore. Like you have to have the systems in place, otherwise it's just not going to happen. And that's that's where you get all sorts of you know negative unintended consequences that nobody would want for their team or for their organization or for their consumer. Um, but, but they happen and they happen consistently because we, we aren't really purposeful about making sure we're driving the type of culture uh, and the values that feed into that culture. You bet. I mean, if you treat your values, just like we, my, my co-author and I talk about in our book uh, from culture to culture, we, we, we established this methodology as a framework to enable leaders to actually more operationalize how they approach driving this leadership culture. There's seven pillars. The first pillar is the value system, right? Because that's essential. That's to your point foundation. If you treat that those values like a marketing exercise or like window dressing to your business, you know, um, if you treat it like an engagement or an initiative versus a, a requirement for how you operate, then it's going to be difficult to really drive ownership and accountability, right? You can't manage what you can't measure. And, and, and it's ensuring that that includes measuring how people are actually embodying those core values in, in, a, in, a, in a real and tangible way in the business. And that's more difficult. You know, I challenge organizations, when you talk about these core values that you claim, it, how critical are they to you? Would it be to the extent that you can take your top sales executive who's generating 25% of your revenue for your organization? Are you prepared to either have conversations with that individual around their successful or unsuccessful embodiment of those core values, how they need to nurture their development behaviorally around the embodiment of those core values and the consequences to failure to do so right how are they that essential to your business that you're willing to have that conversation mm. are they are they that essential that you are willing to take these legacy individuals in your organization who do not represent the future state of where you're trying to take your organization or the workplace culture are you willing to have those conversations and say listen we've evolved and your behavior is no longer in alignment with the core values that we believe are essential to take us, carry us into the future. How important are they to you? And hey, I don't have an ideological view that I force upon my, my, my client partners. I just say, listen, just have integrity behind whatever you think is important. Right. Because then we can mobilize people. People will, will, will rally behind the things that, that, be, that, that they connect with. Even from a talent acquisition standpoint, you can start to be more intentional and that that has uh, subsequent, uh, you know, implications really on your built from a retention standpoint and 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 productivity standpoint. Hey, I want to vet your alignment on the basis of how we've chosen to engage and interact and make decisions in our business every day. This is why we see individuals who, uh, after the fact, realize this isn't a fit, right? So I, I really believe that the significant disconnect starts from the top, from the from the senior most leaders, from founder on, on down, uh, in terms of driving ownership and accountability around what these values actually mean to the business, not what you think the marketplace wants to hear. Yeah, yeah. Be true again with no ideological dogma behind it, right? Like whatever you feel is important, be true to that. 
and be consistent with that. That's what we're looking for. And, you know, I have my own opinions about what I think those values should be, but it's not for me to tell you, but you got to, you got to be honest with yourself and with your team and have those conversations and then be committed and, and, and have the integrity be true to those values. That's what we're talking about. And, and uh, that's just so important. Uh, You mentioned just one more thing we can touch on really quickly. Um, You'd mentioned kind of the IO psych component of all the stuff that you do. I'm wondering how you, you find that in your work with, with clients, how you find that feeding into the ability to successfully reassess organizational values. You know, we're still talking about human behavior. We're still talking about the dynamics that shape workplace culture, right? And, and how individuals engage and interact and make decisions. So if core values are foundational to those behavioral standards and expectations, they become um, the common language, right? The values we share, the language we use, the behaviors we display, the connections we make. That's as simple as I can define organizational culture. And at the end of the day, when we're bringing people together and the factors that influence the the the, the um, engagement of those individuals, right, it all still interconnects through an IO site uh, a lens, right? And, and, and understanding the complexities behind that. Now imagine, you know, organizations can't just fire everyone because they have this new set of core values with behavioral standards, right? We have to navigate the complexities of what that looks like. Maybe I never held my organization, or to your point, I have multiple subcultures. I never quite mobilized my organization collectively around a core culture. Now I'm trying to head that way, which is most, which are most of my clients, right? Yeah. So then it's how do I help them make the organizational shift through the change management lens and through the learning and development lens, all the other factors that requires some unpacking. Because I'm also, I'm trying to change human behavior on an individual level and a team-based level, right? And, and how they work together, how they interact and bringing awareness to their, their um, tendencies, right? And, and, and how that drives out the success or, or, or failure. So um, there's a significant, work, you know, oh, I don't know if overlap's the right word, but there's synergy in, mm-hmm. in, in the work we do in the IO psych realm um, as it pertains to that, you know, organizational from a diagnostic standpoint, from um, from a behavioral change standpoint. Yeah, well said. Well, this has just been a really great conversation. The time has flown. I wish I had like another half hour to talk with you, um, but I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, Dante. Uh, before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Sure. Um, you know, anyone can leverage the, you know, LinkedIn or any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter. Um, if you search Dr. Dante Vaughn, if you search, search LifePoint Advisors, you should be able to find us. Our, our website, lifepointadvisors.com. Um, we're currently enhancing that platform. LinkedIn, if you just search Dr. Dante Vaughn or LifePoint Advisors, you'll be able to find us there. And there's a lot of thought leadership content, you know, uh, blogs and, and, and podcasts, you know, all centered around exactly what we're talking about. Um, and, and I would leave your audience with, you know, just some encouragement, you know, as it relates to this conversation and core values and, and how to start to mobilize organization. Ask this, the, these key decision makers in your organization, if you're not already one, what's going to be essential for us to continue to thrive as an organization as it relates to how we all engage and interact and make decisions every day and be really 
uh, you know, honest and truthful with yourselves around what you believe to be essential. Um, and, and, and from there, you're always going to tie back to that the common language, you know, that you all share relative to your core values. And, and, and that's where a lot of the work begins. So don't ignore this because I think it's, it's to your point at the start, right? It's essential to all of the human relationships that exist in our business. So let's start to have those um, deeper conversations. Yeah, I love it. Dante, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. pleasure. I encourage the audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Dante and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and please join us again soon.